Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. I think America's like a sleeping giant, and I think it's beginning to wake up, and I want to help with the awakening so that it survives. All creepily got your friggin' nose all up in everybody's hair. Now, I personally don't like him. I think the guy's a complete moron. Now's the time to stand up for yourself and stand up for what you believe in. You don't go from a bartender to a congresswoman. It's just so dumb. <laughs> Lives matter, or just some black lives? Oh, the black lives killed by black men matter, right? Yes? The black babies killed in the abortions clinics matter, right? Thought so. The black, the black officers killed by that bastard in Minnesota, that matters too, right? Okay. But the black babies that are killed in the abortion clinics don't matter, do they? Medical people. Uh, do their lives matter? Does the future of our black babies matter? Huh? What's up? What's up? Awful quiet now, aren't they? Uh-huh. It's okay if we kill them in the womb, right? But you have a problem when we... You don't seem to really have a problem when we kill them on the streets. Yes, well, we know they're the same is issue. If we, don't, if we don't respect the lives of our unborn children enough to save them and fight for them, our lives mean nothing once we're born. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was good. He got him on that one for sure. I guess black lives don't matter, huh? Not especially if they're not born. I mean, we talked about a lot about this uh, the last couple days. I'm not even going to go any further into it than that. But I really love to see when people are awake because the most aborted race in the United States is black. So I'm glad he's on top of that and calling it out in the video. He looks like he's in front of a hospital and there's probably a hundred hospital staff out there holding signs advocating for abortion. So he got them probably caught them with their mouths down. So that was a good one. I, I actually appreciated that. All right, from one audio clip to jump right into another audio clip, just a short one, and then we will get to it. Here it is. We have solutions that can deliver. We're, gonna, we're actually going to do 100 rules this year alone on appliances, just like you asked. We are developing partnerships on how we work together for new building standards, even for sustainable airlines. Who the funk? That they'd be all in, but they better be or they're going to be out of here. That was Gina McCarthy, one of Biden's uh, climate cronies. And the reason I played that for you is, you know, they're continuing with their push for climate change and policies to restrict all businesses as much as humanly possible. They want to create all of these new supposed green uh, jobs. And remember, they think that we can transition from fossil fuel into uh, clean air energy sources, uh, except for nuclear, because God forbid, again, they won't touch nuclear. But any other clean, what they need to be clean sources, solar, wind, whatever. Well, it's starting to show, and I always want to point these things out, that it's so inefficient that even blue states like Illinois, well, it's not probably not all blue, but you have the most densely populated areas are definitely blue, but even blue states like Illinois are starting to panic and they should be. Uh, Illinois legislators are looking for how to modify the state's clean energy laws amid warnings of electricity price hikes and possible rolling brownouts coming this summer to central and Southern Illinois, but it may be too late. Illinois has adopted a program 
where by the year 2045, they want to be completely off coal and any other fossil fuels, and they want to power the entire state through these types of supposed clean energy. Problem is, they are already anticipating coming this summer to <laughs> to a state near you that the energy is not sustainable, that people are going to, your prices are going to increase on average by $13 a month, which doesn't seem like a lot, but that's just the beginning. Um, and they are also anticipating, especially in the areas where the grids aren't as good, that you will be having rolling blackouts until they can develop something to get the energy there to be much more efficient. Problem is, is that they are realizing how hot it is in the summertime and how cold it is in the wintertime. And if you are overloading the system and you're having periods of blackouts, that potentially you're going to have people dying from either heat exhaustion or they can freeze to death. I mean, pick your pick or choose which one you'd rather do. This is a prime example of how fossil fuels will not work. I do like how they always have these plans and they are so far in the future. And I'm, my guess would be that they have no intention of doing it because yeah, you think about it 2045 right now we're in 2022 so 23 years from now they want to be off of all fossil fuels and they want to be onto some type of a uh, clean green energy and they want to run the entire state on it my guess would be again that potentially they're either waiting for the technology hoping that it'll develop over the course of the next 23 years which will help them not look to be the liars that they are or because it's so far in the future, it's a lot easy, a lot easier to push back the time frame because the technology does not exist. And it also gives them a test period with people in that area to see what you are willing to tolerate. Because ultimately, they can only do what you allow them to do. You are in control, even though they want you to believe that they are in control. Because when they're having roaring blackouts and you're having people that are either dying of heat stroke or you're dying of... Uh, freezing, or let's not go as extreme as dying. Let's just say that your power is going out for eight or 10 hours at a time and all of your groceries in your fridge are now no good and you're throwing out hundreds and hundreds of dollars of food that you need to waste. Or depending on where you live, I personally have this problem here in the state of Florida, especially when we have hurricanes roll through. If you happen to be on a well water system, the pump pulls the water out of the ground. Well, if you don't have a generator and the power goes out, you know, for all you lucky people that are on city water, you you're, you may not have a heater. It might be cold water coming out, but you can still flush the toilets, wash your hands, the water's still pumping. Well, here, if the pump goes out, you don't have any water. You flush the toilet one time, try to get everybody to, you got to pee, the boys go pee outside, girls go pee in the toilet one time, flush it, and we got one more clean bowl that hopefully the power will come on before that or we can secure a generator from somewhere. I think when some of these more common problems will happen to people, that will be when they will rise up and not in a violent way, but make their voices heard and they will beat back this idea of green energy in these states because it is not sustainable. I would like to point these things out because they want you to believe that this is achievable. In the current state of all energy efficient or energy, green energy ideas they have, solar, wind, whatever. They are not sustainable power. They cannot produce enough to take care of complete states. Not going to happen. Nuclear, 
Absolutely would, and it's a clean energy, but they're going to sell you on the lie that they're so dangerous it would be like having a nuclear bomb go off and they're, they're, they're so deadly. And in history, there's been maybe one that had a meltdown and it wasn't even what you think it is. But, uh, yeah, I thought that was worth bringing up to prove myself right because I generally always like to make sure that what I'm saying is not just uh, pure propaganda and lies. This just proves the point. I don't need you to do it here where I have to experience it in person. I can see it from a distance and already know this is not going to work. It's a great idea, you know, just like the whole free college and free school thing. It's a great idea in theory. Sure, everybody would like to have a free education and everybody would like to be on a a cleaner burning energy. Unfortunately, we lack the technology right now, so it is what it is. Fossil fuels are here until you develop something that can actually replace fossil fuels that is just as efficient and maybe even cheaper in cost, and then we can talk about it. But until that day comes, I'm just going to keep pointing out how wrong you people actually are. Ron DeSantis, a pansexual teacher was fired from a school in Florida, uh, Cape Coral Middle School. Uh, her name was Casey Scott. She, uh, I guess she claims that her class asked her about her sexuality Uh, And after an explanation of it, she did a little art project with the kids where she got a piece of paper and wanted them to draw what flag would best represent their sexuality. Um, And then she went and posted them up on the board for everybody to see. Well, she got backlash uh, not only from the parents after they found out the assignment that their kids were given, but uh, from people in the school telling them that it's inappropriate and you need to take that down. So I guess in a moment where she was not real happy what was happening in the classroom that she was in, by the way, she was a substitute teacher. This was not uh, a full teacher and she was not part of the teacher's union. Uh, She decided to crumble them up one by one in front of the kids and throw them in the garbage. She has been fired. Her contract has been terminated and she is not allowed to teach there anymore. Why is she not allowed to teach her anymore? Well, you would like to right away say it was because of Ron DeSantis's bill. However, Ron DeSantis didn't sign the bill until a few days after this incident had occurred in the first place. She was fired because it was deemed inappropriate behavior with middle schoolers. Now, if you're thinking middle schoolers, depending on where they, when they start school, it's 13 and under. You know, some 14-year-olds, depends where your birthday falls, you're already at ninth grade at that point. But so 13, maybe a few 14-year-olds and below. And in Ron DeSantis' bill, in the Parental Act Rights Act bill, uh, it prohibits, first of all, the one that everybody, oh, don't say gay. Okay. It prohibits you giving any type of sexual instruction, any type of conversations, anything from kids eight eight years old and under, you're not allowed to do it. Beyond that, it has to be considered age-appropriate and any type of change in the curriculum, any type of change that you're going to throw one of these, uh, these lessons in, the parents have to be notified, and they have to be notified uh, in a certain amount of time so that way maybe they don't want their kid to attend it and other parents will say, yeah, that's fine if they see that, and then it is what it is. 
So this whole, uh, you're not allowed to talk to kids. I can't express my experiences. Oh my God, they're just, they, they, I can't even say anything. How do I build a relationship and convince them that there's something they're not? I don't know. Well, she ultimately lost her job because of it, which is a good thing. Um, and hopefully that will send a message loud and clear. The main point to the whole story is, as secure as our law, laws are down here, and I am in a red state, people are going to do what they're going to do. Uh, when all of this was passed, there were teachers that bucked the system that are part of the school board that said, regardless of what the law is, I'm going to teach what I'm going to teach. And it's going to happen. You're going to have them sneak in there and still try to tell your kids whatever they think is necessary to tell your kids about sexuality and sex. Uh, right now, you can't let your foot off the gas. All parents, you still need to know what your kids are doing in school. You got to talk to your kids and see what's happening in the classroom because just because there's a law in place does not mean that all of a sudden all these people are going to abide by it and not do it. How many times do you see people don't follow the law as it is? They're certainly not going to do this in particular. They're not going to follow this law because they have an agenda that they're trying to um, implement. So make sure you're talking with your kids. You're still attending school board meetings. You're still vocalizing yourself because everything that we have been doing up to this point to make sure that our kids have a safe environment to go to school in where we are not in fear that they're being taught or convinced or indoctrinated by these radical teachers. And it's not all teachers, but these radical ones. The only way to do that is to stay on it, keep your foot on the pedal and do not let up because if you do, Things like this will happen. You'll never know about it. And then one day when you come home and you see some artwork on your kid's uh, wall when they're 18 years old, and like, what the hell is that? Oh, well, when I was in middle school, one of my teachers asked me to draw a flag of uh, what sexuality I thought I was. And you're going to be like, uh, why the hell didn't you tell me that then? <laughs> so pay attention. It's not done. It's never going to be done. We're always going to be in the fight for our children. You know, children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren. I would like to believe if I live that long and being fat, that's questionable, but I would like to believe that if I live that long, I will make sure that I'm fighting the entire time for sanity and to preserve uh, one of the greatest countries, if not the greatest country in the history of the world. So stay on them. All right, Josh Howley introduces a bill to dissolve Biden's disinformation board. He has put a bill together. Biden's so-called dis disinformation board is unconstitutional and must be dissolved immediately. Howley said in a statement, deeming the newly created board nothing short of a censorship committee vested in the full powers of the federal government to monitor dissenting speech and opposing viewpoints under the guise of national security. Mayorkas up to this point is still defending it, claiming that it is absolutely not doing that. They are more looking for outside influences and they have to pay attention to it. Uh, we all know that's a load of crap because none of this was even really in motion or a question prior to Elon Musk purchasing Twitter. Now, look what Homeland Security has done, done up to this point. They've called parents that attend school board meetings terrorists. You're, you're a national terrorist. 
followed by now they want to censor speech. And don't tell me it's not about censoring speech because they're going to be scouring the internet, looking through all the posts that you do. And if they find something that they don't like, that maybe you caught them in something or you're too close to revealing something about them, they're going to go and flag it as some type of disinformation because they don't want that information out there because it's damaging to their party and their agenda. That's exactly what this is. I don't know if it's going to gain any traction. I don't know if it's going to end up being dissolved. It it needs to be dissolved. Not to mention, look at the head idiot of the committee, uh, the uh, radical leftist singing moron that I played for you the other day. And that lady right there who makes political songs out of old Disney tunes is the one that's going to decide whether what you are putting on there is disinformation or not. It, I mean, it can't be any more obvious what the intention of this committee is or this board is going to be. <laughs> Give me a break. You are really fooling yourself if you believe it's anything other than that. Uh, not to mention disinformation. Uh, if we're going to go this route... Can uh, we uh, have somebody go talk to Biden because he seemed like he was slinging a little bit of disinformation the other day during his speech. Uh, I'm going to give you a, it's a 10 second clip of what he had to say. Here it is. Because this MAGA crowd is really the most extreme political ex- organization that's existed in American history. Okay, so can we have someone pick his decrepit old ass up, please, and, and flag him for disinformation? You mean to tell me? That the MAGA people, the people that are for Make America Great Again, the people that want to see this country survive, people that are opposed to their views, uh, we don't share in their, uh, you know, uh, let's use the abortion thing because it's the most recent thing. We don't share in the innocent slaughter of uh, infants in the womb. Yeah, yeah, we're the most extreme. I don't know. I'm going to have to go with, me personally, um, uh, ISIS... You know, they seem pretty extreme. I mean, you know, they only cut people's heads off on TV. (laughs) I mean, it may not be too extreme for some people, but for me, I'd say that's pretty extreme. So for him to sit there and put out that type of disinformation, because that's exactly what it is, don't you think he should be flagged by his own department? I would say so. Because if there was any more bull crap that was slinging in that conversation, I don't know. I like how we're extreme. Uh, we're parents that show up to school board meetings because you're concerned what they're teaching your kids. We're extreme. <laughs> you, you damn MAGA people. And by the way, if you're listening to me, good chance are you're one of the extremists. So hello, fellow extremist. <laughs> it's all so damn dumb. What has happened to this world? All right. That's enough news for this week. On to being fat. Here is a fun fat fact for you. If you have any friends that happen to be large, I'm going to give you a little tip on how to be kind to your fatty friends. When you and your little fatty friends decide to go out and eat somewhere, a kind gesture without pointing out that they're fat or saying anything to them is when you go to a restaurant, especially a nicer restaurant, And you walk in, if there are ever any tables that have chairs instead of being a booth, opt for the chairs. Now, I know, I know it's not as comfortable 
to sit in the chairs and generally they're out in the middle of the room and you kind of on full display for everybody to be. And a lot of people like to get tucked into their little booth and make it a little bit more, you know, uh, secluded. But why don't you consider the little fatty that's with you or big fatty? Because I can assure you the majority of them, if they do fit in the booth, their stomach's hanging over the table. And if it happens to be a super nice restaurant where you should probably pull the napkin out and put it on your lap, yeah, they're not going to be able to do that because uh, you have a hard time getting past that gut. You can't seem to get your hand between the, the, the blubber and the table. So you got to tuck it in like a baby and then you're wearing a baby bib and it looks just fantastic. On you. I mean, if you ever felt like you look like a moron, <laughs> nothing says it more than that. So, my fun fat fact is don't unintentionally shame your fat friends. Be somewhat considerate towards them because they are your friend, as a matter of fact. So, be somewhat considerate. And instead of doing like my friends do to me and think it's funny as hell to squeeze me into the smallest booth that they can find, even though the rest of the restaurant is open, wide open, and there's plenty of tables with chairs. They want to see me sit in there where my stomach is pinned by the table. And as I eat, I feel that the food doesn't actually go past that point until I stand up and it's able to decompress and the food can drop where it's supposed to go. (laughs) So be nice to your fat friends now because there may be one day that they're not going to be so nice to you, especially after a meal. Like, let's say you're riding in the car with them. And they put the parental control on the windows. And they happen to be a little gassy from the food they eat. And they dust you. Then it'll be a problem for you too. And they're going to laugh at you and be like, yeah, you're going to think twice about sticking me in that table again, aren't you? (laughs) So (laughs) just a fun fat fact. Fat people don't fit in booths too well. Just for you. (laughs) I really do hope you have a wonderful weekend. We will do it again on Monday. (laughs) 